Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. And we're almost there. There we go. And we're live-ish from all over the world. Yeah, man, we're, we're kind of... We're kind of across the states. Last night we did one. Uh, well, first off, this is welcome to the Thinking Man's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Um, I'm here with the co-host. Gene. And our guest today. Rob, nice to meet you guys. Shout Beautiful. out to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, well, yeah, so last night, yeah, recording someone, uh, me here in Minnesota, someone in Philadelphia, and then someone in Oregon, and so it's uh, it's sort of the same today, just kind of got just people. A, you know, we just replaced one uh, from uh, Michigan, so. Represent the mitten, yeah. you know. Yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> you got to know where you are on the mitten, that's, uh, I learned that about eight years ago, eight, nine years, no, ten years ago, I don't know what year it is. Uh, yeah, my, my friend uh, Isabella, she's like, taught me that. And so I knew where she was. I have to get the right side, but it was, you know, over there, I think. Over there, over there. What, whatever side Lake Michigan's on, I, I get confused on the mitten. Yeah, the pinky side. Michigan's on the pinky side. Michigan's on the pinky side. So, yeah, so yeah, it's like right there from there. All I know is that the guys like Chris Saban and all those guys were doing it in TNA. That's how I know that. I can't say no. That's the only. That's the only thing I do in life is relate everything to wrestling. So as you guys are talking about that and the hand thing, I'm like, oh yeah, Chris, those guys from TNA. I just that's sad. It's like sitting here talking about makeup, you know. And then I'm like, oh, Ultimate Warrior. No, Erica's all like, no, I need to go get some eyeliner from like Target. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but that's what I think about. Does the yeah, music start playing in your head too? Like, do you do you get the entrance music? No, no. no you're not that bad. It, it, it depends on what crappy show I've watched for the week of what music goes on in my head. <laughs> if it's anything like Sunday. There's nothing going on in my head anymore. So I know we don't want to get into. So Rob, the thing that we're trying to do on the show is not go into so much new stuff, but we did tend to do that last week. We did try. We to, did. We did. did. I, but if we're gonna go a little on the new stuff, let's just get it out. Everyone else has yeah. the zombie. Yeah. That that was horrible. I watched it. I what narrated it to you through the phone. And man, it was I don't a, know where we're going a, anymore. It was a joke. A I mean, joke. it was intended to be a joke, though. So I, I don't understand. We're we're okay with you know Undertaker can break through the ground and putting a casket a hundred times over and we can you know throw people off he's the top. A dead man, but we but we already we already made it that it is a dead but, man we're doing but, a set fiend on fire and ripping out ray's eyeball but the miz is gone is. yeah well no, that's because he got the knee injury now i guess it's an now, acl tear you're breaking kayfabe man 
Yeah, you it's can't do that. It's those those. I, I mean, it was the zombies did it. The zombies ate him. He's gone. You know what it's all about, though, and what we're all about at the end of the day. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. you, you got to give the guys credit. I, I'm not a Damian Priest fan. He's like the male version of Tamina to me. Wow, like that's hard to say. Tamina to me. All right, anyway. So he, that's how he comes off to me. He's very goofy-footed. I can see his knees blowing out anytime. But I'll give the guy credit. I'll give Miz credit. I'll give Nappy Hair Morrison credit. Um, they had to do their job. And I get that at the end of the day. They had to do their job. But for a con- looking at the company's standpoint and decision, that I don't even know if I can tune into the next show now. It's it's okay to fly to Saudi Arabia and get that money, right? I mean, we're okay with yeah, that. Don't they also ask for like Yokozuna to come back to? That's how far behind on their shows they are. Like they I still think they're retired or still around. Uh, Their their TV timing on the Iraqi shows and anything like that are well behind, like five, ten years, I guess. My my time hop came up today and said Macho Man's still alive, but that was like, it was when the uh, Wrestling All-Stars video game came out, and I was like so hyped that I could be Macho Man again. But I know we're getting off topic. What is all the drama going on with the Macho Man? So there was some tape release. Was there a documentary going on about the Macho Man? And then that would happen. I got to catch up on that this week. I got to do a lot of Dark Side of the Ring. No, it's not Dark Side of the Ring. Was that the Jim Ross stuff or something? No, it's a thing on it. It's an A&E biography thing. They've done um, Stone Cold. They've done Piper. They've done Macho, Booker T. And someone else I'm forgetting. But right, like see, I'm going to This is definitely going to be some homework stuff. I got to write down some notes for homework for the week. So that'll be one oh, of them good. to check out. Yeah, no, so, they're, they're pretty entertaining. Yeah. So, no, I heard. So and this, then um, go for it. So this day mark the 10th anniversary of his death? No way. Really? It was yeah. 2011, so it could be. Very well yeah. could be. Uh, who? Macho. Uh, macho. Today he passed. Ten years ago today. No way. And, yeah, and my time hop was from eleven years ago today when the Wrestling All Stars game came out and he was featured on the cover, I think. So it's so uh-huh. weird that it, maybe it didn't come uh-huh. out that same day. I don't want to speculate that it released a year before his death or anything. That just I'm just cheap and I probably waited to buy it when it was on a discount somewhere. <laughs> nice. nice. And, uh, yeah. Oh. We gotta jump on one side real quick though. We lost the guy. We lost New Jack. Oh right. That's who yeah. the third person was. And a lot of people, you know, you think of New Jack, what do you guys think of? ECW jumping ECW. off the railings, ECW. right? Yep. But yep. the one thing that stands out for New Jack for me is that the guy could cut a promo. A promo that would kind of make go that made me a little uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> and so like but I know promos that make you uncomfortable. That's the ones that you know. The best. The best. See, and now that's what uh, Corny was talking about on his podcast the other night, is that if you want to learn about New Jack and uh, not sit there and criticize that he was just an extreme hardcore wrestler, that he started out in Smokey. And, uh, you know, he was a wrestler before he went hardcore. He just found what worked for him like any wrestler will. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so and, that's why I always sit there and get pissed off because, you know, guys will sit there and 
train wreck the hardcore community and sit there and say it was garbage wrestling. But then we, you know, we had mocking people like Gilbert and supported those guys in the business, and they amounted to a lot less than hardcore. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's paid. that's two different extremes yeah. still getting paid. And, and yeah, <laughs> 58 though, 58 years old, that's young. Yeah, man, heart attack. That's is. no way. Oh, New Jack went, yeah. Because yeah, there was it's the thing of three. So it was New Jack, Charles Grodin, and um, uh, hedge Paul funds. Mooney. Oh, sorry. Who did you say? Hedge funds. David, <laughs> oh, yeah. We're working on that. <laughs> no, Paul Mooney. Yeah, Paul Mooney. Yeah. Is it Char yeah, and Charles Grodin? Is that right? Is that his name? Charles Grodin, the guy who was like in. Uh, like Beethoven and Clifford yeah. and uh, yep. Erica yeah. just brought him yeah. up the uh, yesterday, I think it was. She brought him up and he, she was like, "Yeah, he's in all these movies and everything like that." And I had to look at him for a minute. I'm like, "Oh, that guy." That kind of reminds me of Phil Hartman, kind of a guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind I of. didn't realize he's eight. He passed at 86. That guy was yeah. 86. I didn't realize he was that old. Either. How old was he in Beethoven? Like 50. Beethoven was in 92. Oh, God. So that means he would have been like 50, somewhere around 50, no, 55, somewhere around there. If he's 86 and it's 92, so somewhere around 55. Holy crap. I thought he was way younger than that then. So did I. I hope I'm a spring chicken looking dude when I'm 57. Yeah, if I'm 57, or I'm, well, I'm not going to be 86. I might be 57, but if I. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I have uh, Charles. Yeah. yeah. Good. So it just all reminds us to get checked out a lot sooner and more often at the doctors. That's uh, what it reminds me to do. And life goes way too quick because it just feels like yesterday I was sitting at my buddy's place watching New Jack jump off onto Spike Dudley onto a table. So, yeah, it just reminds you how quick things go because I'm sitting there reminiscing the other night and I don't do it anymore. I don't do the tribute videos anymore because I know what I'm going to do. So... And I'll do that stuff. It gets me all in a bad place. But yeah, no, that guy was a, from what I heard, a good guy. But uh, on camera, really played his role well. Really played it well. Yeah, absolutely. What else is in the news for the week? Oh, gotta think. You gotta think. It, after that zombie thing, it just I didn't want to watch anything else. It was so horrible. Um, uh, the boneyard see. match. Oh, the, the boneyard match was okay though. I mean, all these other things. I, I'll oh yeah, compare it to I'm, that. But it's not saying too much more. It's any of these theatrical things they do, and that includes AEW, that whole Sting thing. It's a bunch of crap. Oh, crap. Where, where he's dragging Derby behind him, and they get pulled over like three times while they're filming the thing. Oh, is, was that the most recent one? I was talking about the one with uh, where they go against Cage and Team Taz. Oh, yeah. When they oh, did yeah, the match. match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was so, the lead -in. Here's the thing that I was hoping on from last week, because we wanted you on the show last week, because there's a topic we hit on. And then I talked to you on the phone, and uh, I was like, hey, Rob, you know, we hit these topics, and, you, you know, you grew up with WCW and stuff like that, and I talked to you about Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, and Ric Flair, and maybe you could uh, throw some heat at us about, you know, maybe possibly being a fan since you like WCW, but Rob comes back and says, I'm not a fan of those guys. You, you know. You know, the highlight for Ricky. Like, okay, where where are the fans? No, the highlight for Ricky was 
I'll never forget when it was, I think it was Saturday night's main event, uh, when him and Jake the Snake were into it, hardcore, like, and Jake was bringing down uh, Damien, and then all of a sudden here comes this freaking Komodo dragon or whatever that Ricky brought down, and, and to me, that was that was a moment that I was, I'll never forget. As a kid, I was like, wow, this is really cool. You know, this guy's, he's bringing a dragon to come slay this snake and stuff, and that was it for me. Other than that, I can't even tell you what Ricky's uh, finishing maneuver was. Was it like a flying body press or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Was it? Was it? I think so. It was a flying body press. For the, you know, I, the yeah. yeah. I, 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 cross body. He's a good company a guy, but he never, I, he, I don't know. Well, this is what he, we talked about last week. It was because thing, certain things were trendy then. And what was trendy back then was Kung Fu. And so okay. he was, okay. like, who else was in the business that would have lived up to a Bruce Lee look? Was there anybody else? No. Well, no. I, I can't think no. of anybody, no. you know? I mean, we kind of talked about where things have changed in the business, also using certain terms like the Oriented Express, you know, and going over to Peacock and cutting out and editing all that content. Did um, they really? I, oh, I don't know yet, but I'm sure they will. I mean, the first thing they went after is Piper being half white, half black. They did they that. They took that off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From my very first pay-per-view I ever saw. And that was, that stood out to me. I was like, what is this guy doing? He's fucking nuts. I'm like, crazy man. But, um, yeah. yo, and you know what? That just answered a question for me. Why Ricky the Dragon Steamboat action figure comes with that Komodo dragon. I didn't know that, so I'd never seen that before. I I just want I, I just want, yeah I just want one that it's um where he doesn't have the headband on. Just yeah, give me one yeah. that he doesn't have a headband on so that I can pop pop the head off and put it on a a suited fig and he can be backstage like he really is today. But uh, yeah, no, the thing is, is uh, yeah, so we want to find a fan. We got to find that hardcore Steamboat fan, not one that's gonna go after Rocker on the show where they're like, oh. You guys are bullshit. It's Steamboat, you know? Like, I'm a Shawn Michaels fan. I'm saw people out there like, that guy, oh, he's a weirdo. You know, he was dressed in those weird suits and flamboyant and stuff like that. Well, I know what I'm going to do. For your birthday, you're getting a Ricky Steamboat cameo. I'm not having a birthday this year. Well, I hate, I hate to break it to you. Forever. I hate to break it to you, but Ricky's <laughs> giving you a shout-out on that 40th in July. Oh, fuck that. that. That'd be great. That'd See if be, I can get him to hang out with Luger, right? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, see, that's the other one. So, like I said before, um, from what I've learned, Lex Luger's become a really great guy, and he's tried to help a lot of people out there these days, and he's trying to pay back, you know, and he's admitted that he wasn't the best of guy back in his wrestling days, you know, and like I said, character and the person themselves will separate, but I'm talking about the character Lex Luger. Who, where's the fan base? Where's the fan club? Where's that person who's, where's the stalker? I mean, everyone in wrestling's got a stalker. I mean, look at Finn Balor. But, you ever heard about that? Oh, it's a crazy Finn Balor fan? Yeah. It gets kicked out of all these shows with really inappropriate signs in the crowd. And and she's like saying really inappropriate shit to Finn Balor through the crowd. It's horrible. Is it she? Yeah, check it out on YouTube when we get done today. Just go to Finn Balor, crazy fan. But no, man, Lex Luger, there's no, there's absolutely no one I've ever met that's like, yeah, Lex Luger's awesome. He's great. He's he's number one. I got posters all over my wall. I got all his action figures. There's not that many, but they got them. I'm going to send you a link. There's, there's a Uh-oh. Facebook there's a fan Facebook page called fan the Total page Package. Called Lex oh, Luger fan is page. it like five fans? 
No, there's 3,400. Pretty damn close, about the same. I think you can get one of those on the show. We'll get we'll post on there, post a link to the show, and invite one to come on. That's a great okay. idea. That's a great idea. Okay. I guess there are people who to hunt me down because I'm hating on Lex Luger as, as a character. I mean, not as a... This this will tell you everything you know about Lex Luger fans, though. The page was created by a lady named Kathy who she wrote her about in all caps. So she's making sure you know she's a fan. Hi, my name's Kathy. I'm putting this page together because I'm one of many Lex Luger's fans. So if... And then she never finished... <laughs> Like that's what it says in the about. If I want more info about the page, that's what I get. So, so wow. And then she stopped Kathy? being a fan. Yeah, I bet there's gonna be someone who's super into it. If you go and you post that on to, on the page, I'll post it. I'll post it on there. I'll take all the heat for that, man. We'll bring someone on that has uh, that much love for Luger that they hit Makes like. Me wonder- Macy wonder what? If the site's abandoned, she didn't even finish her whole pair or her whole sentence. Oh. Yeah, well, I mean, she it, three thousand likes in January. So, I mean, three thousand in January, and she's up to thirty-four hundred, thirty-five hundred people follow her, but only thirty-four hundred like the, like the page. So, now, what about what about Steamboat? Is there a Steamboat fan? I was well, there's got to be a much bigger following for Steamboat. Yeah. You gotta get at least nine. <laughs> yeah, I would say a good eight, nine thousand people. Oh, no, oh, no, no, there's a private group. Private. Gene knew all about it. There's a private group with thirty-four people, just like G said. Thirty-four. Oh. There's a fan page with two hundred people. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> and it's all what I base this off is that. Everyone can turn around and say he had a great match with Flair. He had a great match with so or Macho Man and so on. Hey, speaking of zombies, because I googled like Ricky though, you know, so Uh-oh. it comes up and it says Andrew Lincoln and Rick Grimes fans, and there's thirty thousand people that were fans of Rick Grimes from AMC's The Walking Dead. So I mean, zombies may be a good thing. I'm okay. But I mean, like if you see the number of fans for. For Luger and, and he got 34. That's, and that's But it's then you go and you type in the, the flair or the macho man, and I'm sure there's fucking probably close to a million on each of those. No problem. Oh, and yeah. I mean that's that's who that's who carried it. It wasn't sure wasn't Steamboat carrying it. But then yeah, I had the part where I said that the WrestleMania three was just a fucking spot match. It was a fucking dance at 162 planned moves. Every single That's move right. planned to a fucking T. And I mean, it, it, was, it was great, but it's only because I don't know. People say well, it's great. You can turn around and say Rick Flair's had a great match with dozens of people. Macho Man, you can go down the list and he carried a lot of great. Well, I would say great stars. If you had to carry them, I would say the the characters that got over with the fans. You know, Warrior being one of them. You know, anyone anyone who wrestled Warrior usually had to carry that guy. The career um, ending match at WrestleMania yeah. seven. That wasn't that bad. A lot of people yeah. bash it. I don't. Yeah. I don't mind. Yeah, yeah WrestleMania seven. Jake the Snake versus uh, the model in uh, um, the the oh, the blindfold match. I love that match. Everyone hates it. 
Oh, dude, it's great. I love that shit. Like, I think there should be more blindfold matches. It's but they should only be after something crazy like that. Like when they sprayed fucking Jake with the DDT in the eye, the model did, and then so then he came back on the uh, on the was it Brother Love Show? The Love Show, yeah. And like he comes out and he's got that fucking weird eye that's all yeah. like, white, mm-hmm. and uh, and they're like, whoa. To me, that around that time, that was a little like pre, like it was a little uh, when you like beyond its time because you even had the same like around the same time as the Cobra biting the Macho Man in the arm. I mean, there's yeah. no way of faking yeah. that. You really had to have him bite Macho in the arm, and so like when that happened, I remember seeing that kid's face in the crowd of like, oh my god, they got the snake biting Macho's arm. It was awesome, and so uh, yeah, no, it was pretty crazy. Um, Let's see what else we got going on this week. Rob's uh, gonna jump out for just a brief moment, but um, yeah, man, I'd love to see a fan come on here, and I don't want to get into an argument with a guy, you know, or or whatever. Or you do, you do. So you know, I'll be there to uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, Moderate. Yeah, yeah, I'll bring some questions, and then I want to hear like both sides. Like, you know, what do you think his worst match was? What do you think his best match was? You know, like it's hard to say with a straight face. I'm just saying. Um, you think topic, man? I I don't want a fan on there who thinks that there's a better match than of Steamboats than the um, one against Flair or the one against Macho. Okay. If yeah. I think that would be an interesting one, and I mean, like, I'm not gonna totally just bury this person and shit all over them. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell them they're a fucking idiot, probably. But I mean, everyone has their own opinion, and I'm I'm gonna let the person they have their opinion. And that's fine. We can agree to disagree because that's. I mean, what are you gonna do? I'm like, oh, fuck you, you know. But I mean, we're wrestling fans. So, I mean, wrestling mind. What? That'll be a whole new segment. Well, we'll bring we'll do an infringement and bring it from a different show and uh, change Rusty's mind. You know, yeah, you got, you got yeah. to convince this guy that Steamboat was something. So I would, I would like, like that. that. We're not bashing on the guy personally. We're sure he's a great guy, you know, but it's the character. There's guys out there that you're given material, you're given resources, everything, but it's up to you to get it over. It's not like they can actually stick their hand physically up someone's ass and go, I got you to do whatever I want. You got to do your part, you know, and I just don't feel that Ricky did his part through his career getting himself over. I don't think so either. It was just... Promos are horrible, too. What? Promos. Horrible, by the way. What was there to do, like, for him? I mean, what's he going to say? I mean, there's nothing... There wasn't, I mean, really any reason for him to have any promos where it's something... Big, except maybe that the those two matches, the Macho and the the not uh, Macho and Flair, like those yeah. two matches, like those he probably should have had good promos going up to those because there was great build up, which that's one thing that's lacking now. I I believe is is build up for anything. The payoffs are always way too fast and they don't matter. There's there's not okay, really stories. Was, it's more I was shows. trying to measure that the other day. 
So I was going back to our days of watching like WrestleMania 6, WrestleMania 7, up to 10, and watching how long those storylines last. They're really, really not much longer than the storylines today. It just, when we're a kid, it's kind of like, you know, Christmas takes forever to get here. Yeah. So storylines yeah. were lasting a little bit longer in our eyes because time took a little bit longer in our eyes. Now, we're older, and just like we kind of talked about just a few minutes ago, time goes by a lot quicker. And so now, because of social media and everything, we can sit there and easily do our 2020 hindsight and be a critic and everything, look back and say these were the better times, but how were we looking at it back then? I mean, we're we were it's like being in a hook movie. You're a kid looking at this great adventure of wrestling and these guys are actually heroes. As we've grown up as adults, some of these guys that were heroes are douchebags. And then some of them that were shitty, shitty little characters are awesome, awesome guys. And so lots changed and just those views on wrestling I don't know if it's actually length of time of things going fast. I think it's more the the depths of the storylines. They're not putting so much detail for you to get hooked into them to want more. We're just blowing them off and ignoring them. And when you ignore something, it kind of does go by a little bit faster. So I don't know. That's my opinion on it. Some storylines go quick, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's not really... I mean, if there wasn't back then, then yeah, it was much different writing. Uh where you'd really get behind someone, but I feel like, I mean, so let, let's go or go indie here. Uh, yeah. So in, in indie, you got people that write on their Twitter like, oh, uh, let me work with uh, so-and-so, someone book this. And then you get all these fans that, you know, want to see it and it's bullshit. It's like, there's no... It's just to see them do stupid fucking spots. Uh, yeah. and I mean, people yeah. love that, though. But it's just, it's that's, not Yeah, that's today's world. Who's, who's Floyd Mayweather going to fight now? Is he the Paul Brothers or something? I don't even know. Are they still doing that? I thought they were in a lawsuit for $120 mil now. I don't know. I don't, I don't follow reality TV. Wrestling's real enough for me. Yeah, that's what I love. UFC is getting hassled by Trilla and all those guys right into all that. And it's just, oh. But, yeah, I got storylines. It's it's the time. It's the, time. It's the I, I was trying to find I, it, I, I and I don't think it. there's really something that's out there for it. But it's the amount of TV time that we now have at our Too fingertips. Much. We got, yeah. I mean, the, the, the ratings fights between AEW and, and NXT. You know, now NXT is moving nights to Tuesday, right? And then you've got uh, AEW is going to start shows now. They're going to have one. Rampage. They're moving to TBS and have two different shows. Yeah. Yeah. Next thing you know, they'll be they'll be airing simultaneously and fighting each other for ratings. I mean, it's it's too much. It's too much. I get the three hours Monday, two hours Tuesdays, two hours Wednesday. What's on Thursday? Is Impact Thursday? I think so. And that's like an hour or two. Yeah. And, what, and then you got SmackDown. I mean, we're heading into 10 hours of content live a week. And that's and just... We grew up with two hours, but those 
we grew up for four to five hours, but that was where we're bouncing back and forth, channel to channel, dividing right. those two hours right. up, you know, and we're like, oh, he's on, wait, how's Rude right there, and how's Rude right there, oh, that's amazing, he just, you know, now it's the fun of it, you can't get that now. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Aprovecha los precios más bajos de la temporada de JCPenney. Como toallas de baño Home Expressions Quick Dry a solo $4.88. Y encuentra aún más ahorros en botas para damas y jeans para él y ella de marcas como St. John's Bay, Mutual Weave, Arizona y más. Comenzando en $21.88 cada uno. Compre con estilo. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas hasta el 23 de octubre en selección de estilos. Los precios más bajos de la temporada se refiere al periodo del 31 de julio al 23 de octubre. Se excluyen del cupón. You can't be all like, oh, you know, like, here's Miro or whatever, and then all of a sudden, uh, he's on the next show. Well, and, no, and, look, at, and look at the, um, and again, I, I always like to look at it from a business perspective, but look at WWE cracking yeah. down on all of the third-party social networking and wanting people to, you know, not be able to make money off of it. It's not necessarily about them making money off their likeliness or their likeness or whatever. It's, it's about the fact that they're exposing the business by interacting and engaging with people beyond the scope of what is being written by a writer. And that's the problem. You can't, you can't as a writer, I'm not going to defend the, the um, Freddie Prince Juniors of the world and uh, all the people who think they could write for wrestling. But I heard he didn't do too bad. No, I didn't think so either. I, I just say I say it because he's probably the most prominently known across the, beyond yeah. the, the scope of wrestling, right? For sure. Is that these guys have to write, and granted, yeah, they got to go to Vince and and Vince kiboshes it all. And I mean, Tony Khan has stepped back and and staked claim to things he said he'd never do, and they've already started to do them, and they're in year two already. So I, I mean, to me, a writer's job is so difficult today to be able to attempt to write and keep somebody focused on that. And then they can go on their social media and be the same person and do different things. I mean, outside of Lacey Evans, who at, at one point, you know, you could never see her not break character. There's nobody like that today. There's nobody like that. So these guys are trying to write and we've got people that are sports entertainers that are phenomenal athletes that, most of them can't really act, attempting to act based on writing material that's not necessarily the greatest. I get it. It's not. Um, and maybe they're not putting forth the effort because they know a good storyline. If it doesn't hit in week one and the ratings don't pop for it, then Vince is putting a kibosh to it. You know, and you see that time and time again in things like, you know, Raw Underground and all these other crazy things that, that they throw at us. But, I mean, I just, I don't know. I can't, I can't blame the people behind the scenes. Uh, without taking a look at the whole scope of it and saying, okay, there's there's way too many shows, but that tells me that from an audience perspective, we want it. Now, step back, look at it from NFL, right? NFL started dabbling and trying to do football. COVID gave them an opportunity to display 
nationally broadcast NFL games on multiple nights a week, right? You know, they were on Monday nights. They were on Tuesday nights. They were back on Thursday. They were back on, you know, Sunday. And, you know, yeah, they've got the unwritten rule where they try to stay away from college football uh, Saturdays and things like that until playoffs come. Um, but people were loving it. People were loving to be able to watch a football game on a Tuesday night. So well, that's where we're at. Everybody wants everything they can get to when they can get to it. And if they can't get yeah. to it, then they'll just go watch it on YouTube. They'll just go watch the replay. They'll watch the highlights. They'll do what they need to do. And they'll bash it. They'll destroy it. They'll say how horrible it is. But they'll come back and watch it next week. They're watch next week. Yeah, Maybe see, it'll get better. Like we bounce back to what I was talking about being a kid is that you know, for wrestling, you had Saturday night main event, and pay-per-views came, what, every three months? Because there's only, what, four pay-per-views a year? And well, Saturday night was only, like, like, once every four one, weeks, at least. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, so, like, so... It was on set of SNL. I think what we've done now is kind of, I mean, with anything, and it's not just wrestling and stuff, is that we, we've taken things for granted, and we don't have to be excited anymore because we don't have to wait for it anymore. Right. And that's wrestling storylines. If we bitch enough in the crowd, we boo enough, even though it's a great storyline, kids are digging it, like I kind of complained about last week, where, you know, it's a PG rating, and we got 40, 50, 60-year-old men bashing a kid show. You know, and we... It, like, that's why I kind of sit there and try to understand the zombie thing, but then again, my little girl sees zombies on TV, she kind of freaks out, and that's not going to attract a viewer, a new viewer to your show when you got something freakish. But so it's okay I, to have Adam Rose have all the bunnies and all the, you know, and No Way Jose have his Congo line and all that. It's the same no, stuff. I know they're two terrible, terrible, sure. terrible gimmicks. Oh, I, I don't disagree. Adam Rose wasn't too bad, though. How, but how, much did, how much revenue as a shareholder of WWE did they make from those storylines? Nobody was oh, paying them. You got a whole line of signs right there. Yeah, nobody was yeah. paying them. Hey, we want a Congo line. We're going to sponsor you. And Snickers is going to give you more money if you do a Congo line in your show. Yeah, but, they got a lot of indie guys some fucking extra work to yeah. Yeah, go exactly. be a man. Exactly. got over better. I, I candidly said that, you know, beyond Scotty Too Hotty, were all the other guys the ones that they just got released. Was like, was that Great it? Great guy, by the way. Got to sit Got with you. him for a couple hours and eat enchiladas. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I wanted to jump over because there's the Nick Gage documentary this week. Or the oh, Dark yeah. Side oh, of the yeah. Game. I watched it. Oh, man. I get I it. I've been for wrestling. That was like meth in a wrestling ring. Like, I'm, I, I get your, your heart for it and all that stuff, man, and all that, but using some of the excuses he used in that thing for falling down in life was just excruciating just to listen to. And I don't know what to think of the guy. I don't know a whole lot about him. I've, I've seen him here and there. I know he's known for doing some extreme, extreme shit in wrestling. Um, and we just talked about New Jack. Love the guy. Love the personality. Love the promos. He made me feel really uncomfortable watching his promos, but that's why I love New Jack. This guy, I don't get it. And while I try, like I said, I try to get everything. I've watched the dark side of the ring. 
were they trying to get sympathy? What were they trying to do? Like, how did you guys feel about it? Did you guys watch it? How do you guys feel about the guy? I didn't really know. I knew I've heard the name and that's really about it. I knew he was a hardcore guy, but then, yeah, it wasn't really much of a, I mean, the story was he was a guy who he died at, and then like during the match and he came back and then he went to prison and then he came back and then he went to prison and he came back and then he went to prison without a, a mask being known as a somewhat of a wrestling celebrity. That, that was a, a brainiac move. Wait, that what? He robbed a bank without a mask on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a smart yeah. one. In his defense, he, I mean, for three grand, he thought he was at the ATM. He just forgot his uh, debit card. Yeah, right? Now, I just, here, here's what pisses me off about it, really, is that we're giving that time to a person like that and i like even why i, I think they I do a great I, show yeah but that was yeah. a fucking that, that was a waste of time sorry it was it, that we could have put someone else there like dynamite kid let's What's really do another else? venture into the dynamite kid because he was robbed of the hall of fame wasn't he trying to wasn't he trying to banter with with moxley though was is that what he was yeah, saying? They had a, they, they he did a run this weekend. Moxley ran in on a show this weekend for Nick Gage. Nick Gage was doing a show and out of nowhere Moxley showed up. I think it was Saturday or Sunday. It, out of nowhere. For, that was for the was documentary. It was for the documentary. It's all you know it's it's all just this behind the scenes, let's let's get our exposure, let's you know I mean look at I don't know. I, I just I up until this year, didn't even know who the guy was. I don't follow a lot of independents because I just personally I don't have time. Um, I look at wrestling as it's it's the uh, it's every man's soap opera, and I enjoy. And can you this. call independents though anymore? I mean, is it really the indies anymore, or is it just anyone who has a physique who can't do any wrestling, or someone who doesn't have a physique who can do wrestling? We're just at that really shitty medium wrestling where everyone's yeah. doubting it yeah. really bad. Well, I mean, I used to own an indoor football league, right? And and I used to watch these college athletes that had far superior talent to some folks that are in the NFL, but politics may have prevented them or, or some of the things they may have done. I mean, if they would have robbed a bank, they would never make it to the NFL, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. But, um, but I also saw a lesser degree of overall talent within the organization and, and – that's essentially what these independents are, right? They call themselves independents. They're not independents. They're all, you know, yeah, we're, we're opening doors and we're starting to cross promote AEW and impact and stuff because ultimately they know in order to compete with a publicly traded company of the magnitude that WWE is, everybody's got to get together, right? It, it's, they got to be the apes of the, uh, of the uh, wrestling world to try to fight off the WWE. And, I can't. I can't get into yeah. some of these guys. This Nick Gage doesn't do it. I, I'll never probably watch a documentary. I'll maybe, maybe I'll listen to it. It may be in the background while I'm working someday, but probably not. And the both of you guys know me and my love for ECW and hardcore wrestling, but this I can't do. Like this is this. How stupid can you be in wrestling? That's kind of what I got from like. You almost cut yourself up and almost died. Like, I get wrestling. I love it. I, it's a big passion of mine. This guy's a fool. He, 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 
He doesn't give it a good name. There's no reason for it. Yeah. Yep. There's no reason to fucking pull out this shit when it's your first fucking match with someone. Yep. Maybe, like, if that's your thing, like, I don't know, if people, like, sometimes that's the thing, and that's what people do. I guess that's what he does, and it's it's weird. There's no reason to pull out weapons, like, I mean, maybe if you're uh, the heel, but with hardcore wrestlers, are there really heels and faces from them, like, and stuff like that? Like, when Nick Gage uh, worked against David Arquette, like, who do you root for? Like, I well, don't after know. Watching that, after watching that show, David Arquette, and I didn't David. think I would ever David Arquette. Uh, you know what? I love watching David Arquette, his new shit. I fucking love it. Yeah, I, no, I, I wish there was more. I really do. I'm like, on a new adventure with that. You what? It's a, I'm on a new adventure with David Arquette and checking his stuff out. Dude, oh, are you like going back to watch all the Scream movies? Oh, no, no, no. Whoa, okay. no. I thought oh, I've been, I watched the Scream movies lately. I watched... Uh, I will be watching the Friends reunion recently. What? You might need to... Nothing. The Who reunion? Nothing. 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 Friends? Let's, let's get on wrestling. Um, oh. <laughs> oh. So, uh, one thing I did really enjoy this week, and it was a small small little segment is that they allowed uh, Heyman to go on before talking smack and talk about New Jack again. You know, I'll bounce back again. Um, You couldn't show anything um, anything that New Jack ever did because he never did anything PG. So never anything. Um, Yeah. It's, I don't know where we're going after this weekend with the zombies. I don't know where we're going just uh, in general in AEW. Because you're talking about storylines. I want to talk about a little bit about factions, especially ones from back in the day that we all grew up on. Yeah. Uh, what's yeah. your guys' favorite faction of all time? Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know. I mean... Mine's got just for I'd say, just yeah, I'd, I'd say DX, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, like growing up, I mean that would that would be it because like when we were younger, there wasn't a lot of factions. Um, I mean, there was like the Heenan family and shit, but other than that, there wasn't really any other other factions or people that Jimmy Hart was managing but it was only people that were managed by someone there were the factions growing up so then yeah, that's a good answer <laughs> you gotta say beginning nwo though beginning yes NWO. yeah yeah full disclosure not the 54 members of the nwo like no, a year later was, yeah no i was i was an nwo guy i was that was that was the biggest when hogan came out and made the turn that that's was amazing. The, that was the last time i was ever fooled by wrestling I got the goosebumps just saying that, uh, you know, like that—that that was an amazing fucking part right there. Just watching, watching Hogan turn to the black and white, and uh, yeah. it was—it was an amazing transformation. It's never fucking expected. Right. Never, and and ever, people ever. wanted to see it again with Cena. People wanted yeah. to see Cena. Do that, but if they he would have done it, make the heel turn. They would have sat there and said that that was a ripoff. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. why do we have a WWE 
Mattel figure for John Cena in the NWO shirt just because he was in a Firefly Funhouse match with, with Bray. That's the closest we're going to get to it. Right. And we all wanted it. We all wanted it. We may not it have been other times. But other times in wrestling, Hulk Hogan turning, there's a way that it was done differently before that. One of my, you know, my favorite, Shawn Michaels turning on Janetti in the barbershop. That was another one that got everyone where it was like, oh my God, like, because yeah. lockers were colorful, bouncing around guys, you know, and then all of a sudden. There was build up. There was build up. There was build up. There was, build up. There was good writing back then. Yeah. You saw yeah. that going, like, you, you saw it when, happening, little things. And, um, yeah, eventually just, yeah, culminated now, with, uh, you know, yeah. the, old, the old barbershop there. And Nowadays, you cool. just wait. You just sit here and wait. I mean, Mysterios, but let's, let's face it. Call it today. We know that eventually they're going to lose the titles because they're going to fight each other, and that's going to be Ray's retirement match. Dominic's going to retire Ray. But that's how tag teams are. They break up. They this. I mean, it's... It's evolution of wrestling, but it all comes full circle to the same things. I mean, you could, it's like a Mad Lib. You could just change the names from 20 years ago and do it all over again, and, and people would pop yeah. for it again. So, I mean, it's, but I, I don't know. I still go NWO. I'll never forget. I remember being at a live show in Saginaw, Michigan. It was a, uh, I, I don't think it, I know, you know what it was? It was a live NWO Nitro or um, WCW Nitro event, and it was, they had Sting fall from the ceiling and, you know, rest oh, the mannequin, heart, but they dropped the mannequin down. And, and, you know, that was well before Owen's, you know, unfortunate mishap, but yeah. it, it was something that I witnessed firsthand. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And I don't know. I was just a mark back then. Maybe I'm not a mark anymore. So. No, we, and, uh... if, if we want wrestling to be the wrestling it was before, all it's real simple take your phone turn it off take your internet turn it off don't dvr don't just go watch it go watch anything any wrestling show for and give it three months and you'll come back and you'll say about the highs and lows and you'll say you know the the crazy stuff i mean who was it johnny b bad shooting off the (laughs) <laughs> confetti shit and you know little richard yeah yeah little richard yeah and you had uh you had the uh, uh henry godwin with the slop and i mean just crazy corny gimmicks like that you know people would enjoy that stuff again they would That's, eat it I just learned two cool facts about those guys i never knew oh off, uh, off oh godwin uh, hog yeah and phineas i godwin pig 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 and hog. I didn't know that until just recently. I was like, what? I didn't even notice. It was one of those right. things you didn't notice. You didn't notice. But now you know. Now you know. Yeah. We were talking well, packages. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get you guys. No, no. This is what the story is all about. Is the rabbit hole of wrestling, man. It's just where we go down on things here and just get into topics and then we spin off into different areas and then maybe spin back to them. That's what the show is all about. I love it. I hate but, uh, Rob, I think you're going to be uh, yeah, leaving us, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to yeah. make a joke, right. make it, but I, okay. I won't do it to you. Oh, I'll part here in a bit, though. <laughs> you'll, go back and listen, you'll go back and listen to the show and think about what you said right before I had to leave. <laughs> All right. about, it wasn't about rabbit holes. You took it a whole other stream, and I wanted to chuckle, but, you know. <laughs> it could be a family I was about to say something, too. 
there you go. There you go. So. I was totally about to, and I'm like, is it this kind of show? Do I, let, do I, do I drop yeah, this? Yeah, shoot. I'll, I'll let him go down on something after I leave the show. So. <laughs> oh, now I'm cashing what I said. <laughs> hey, guys. That I'm makes me so well. Apologize right, for having cool. to jump. Um, and looking forward to being back. Yeah, no, we're uh, definitely trying to make it back with us next week. And uh, we're going to continue on probably for our next hour here. Um, but uh, we'll hit some more topics back with you again next week, Rob. And uh, we'll watch a couple shows and see how it goes. Um, it's just going to be hard to go back. But, uh, hey, Rob, thanks for joining us, man. It's uh, This is going to be a long, long, fun ride. I hope so, anyway, that we get to do Absolutely. this for a long time. Absolutely. And I'm I gotta, so happy for all of us to be together. Sorry, got got to go. Run, Rob, run. Zombies. (laughs) Later, brother. So, um, yeah, man, one topic I did want to jump to this week is uh, one of my favorites of all time. We've talked about him before. It's a dynamite kid. Okay. And I feel like, personally, he's getting robbed of a lot. And I know he's not exactly, or wasn't the happiest of guy in the end of his career. Um, but yeah, I just the Hall of Fame really rubbed me the wrong way. Hall of Fame is kind of hard. Yeah, um, it's become a very uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, it has a certain structure every single time now. Like you, you see it coming. You got to have the giant. You got to have the tag team. You got to have the woman. You got to have the celebrity, which is crock of shit you don't need to have the celebrity every year like we're giving it to yeah. people that do not deserve it you know and there's wrestlers out there that have given their whole entire bodies and true carries in the hall of fame and they're not it's, it just sucks man and dynamite kid is i know there's personal differences between him and the company and all that stuff in the past and he should have been inducted into the hall of fame man with davy i think we had to wait until he's dead um, like, dude, I that's mean, like, another subject I want to get into. I just feel like I would piss a lot of people off by saying it, and that's Owen going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I, I when I, that I, will I, happen, I don't, I don't know. And you know what? WWE could easily fucking put Owen in the Hall of Fame and just say "fuck you" to the the Hart family. There's no reason why they can't. They can just be like, well, fuck, Owen's in the Hall of Fame. Just his wife that doesn't want him going in? What? Or is it the whole Hart family? Um, I think it's, I know it's his wife, but I don't know about the rest. Um, but I assume most of the family doesn't, doesn't want to, but I think they're maybe split. I couldn't imagine all of them are still have that much hatred toward them. So hopefully some of them forgave what happened uh but i mean that's a hard fucking thing to do yeah i mean and here's two different situations with things you know you had brian pillman die on the road at a hotel you had owen hart die in the ring at a show but then you look at their significant others and the paths they took that's what i i looked at the other week you got melanie brian pillman's widow who i'll just put it simply went down crack avenue with yeah. a bottle of Jack, whether she's redeeming herself and trying to put herself back together, I didn't see that during the show. I saw someone needs to have a cigarette and a fix in the middle of the show. And then you go over to Owen Hart's wife. She's a doctor. 
She she yeah. continued with her life strongly and everything. She's a very strong-worded woman. She's got her head on her shoulders. And so, I don't know. That was something right. to look at right. when I looked at both of those where, you know, people use excuses with people's deaths or losing something in their life, and they go down a really shitty road because of it. It's, it's an excuse. But then, like I said, you look at Owen Hart's wife, and she actually went down a and picked up the pieces and continued going for her kids and everything. And it was cool to see that part in wrestling. Um, yeah, she was going yeah, down the right path. Yeah, yeah. No, it was cool to see that. And hopefully also wrestling supported that too, which, you know, yeah, it's just different scenarios, different people and different emotions. And watching that documentary and everything, when she talks about Owen and losing, she kind of, just all these mixed emotions and then you jump over and you watch Pillman's ex. It's just like night and day. It's yeah. weird. It's really weird. But well, I don't think coming down to their significant others or anybody else. It really comes down to that they earned it. They put their bodies on the line. They were the ones who went in that ring night and night out, gave their body. They deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. It's nothing negative. It's to put them on a bigger pedestal in life and continue on their legacy and i feel that sometimes and it's not just owen's family there are a couple others that are not in the hall of fame because of people not you know not wanting them in there but who's that do you know or i can't think of any right now but okay yeah yeah but i know it's happened in the past and then we've like look i know bruno that was one where it's just personal been between each other, but they mended and he got into the Hall of Fame and everything before he went. And, you know, like things can be fixed. Warrior, Warrior is one of them. You know, you never thought they would mend because of the little DVD they did about him, the shit talking he did, the shit talking they did, and it all came full circle and he came back in there. But and then between there. a wrestler and a company, but you know, I don't know. I just feel like if you've earned it, you should be there, and it shouldn't be up to anybody else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, I mean, look, there's there's uh, Eddie Guerrero and Vicky Guerrero, and then there's Chris Benoit, and Nancy Benoit. Um, see what see, they did differently. That's a question I always have because Nancy was a big part of wrestling. She was part of one of the biggest factions in wrestling. Yeah. Um, she is one with one of the, you know, bigger names. I would say more in the back area. Sullivan, I know he was a big star in the ring and everything. I don't know. I wouldn't say he was, he was booker. Man, star status, but in the back, he's the booker, writer, creative sometimes, you know, coming up with characters. He's a lot. He's a big influence in the back. And uh, yeah. Yeah. so Nancy was with him. There's a lot, but I just... It makes me wonder if Chris Benoit's death will stop Nancy from ever going in the Hall of Fame. I think so, because they so. don't want they unless they just call her woman, unless, unless they just induct woman. But if they say Nancy Benoit is going to be like, here comes 2007 again, and you know that uh, that can't see that happening. And then same reason why they're not going to ever let uh, his son work. His son wants to be a wrestler, but uh, they're never going to let him do it just because he looks just like his dad and his, his name is Benoit. He's never going to go anywhere, and it's, it's shitty. I bet he'd probably be pretty good. If he did. 
And uh, see, you say that, and then I read some other stuff on it. Even really doing wrestling, he was a showing up to shows with the belt. I had heard a rumor like that that right. he was right. like training to do wrestling at all, and then he was a showing up to at the shows with the belt. Now, Ew. there's some weird that going on. Uh, Chris's son, the one that looks just like him. Oh, now he does. Yeah, that's what He's... I was reading last. You show up at the shows with belts. Yeah, let me let me look it up. It was the old big gold WCW belt he was wearing at some show. It was. I'll look it up in a moment here. Um, that's interesting. I don't think it's impossible. I don't think it's impossible for him to get into wrestling. Where you would want to start is probably in Japan. If you're gonna yeah. try, to, Japan's gonna be your best bet. That's a great point. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I Japan mean, Japan fucking loved him. They're not going to care yeah. that he, whatever. I mean, they, they got some dark shit that goes on over there, and they they look past it, and they're human beings and everything like that. And if you're gonna try it and you want to see if you can get a start somewhere, I would say Japan for him would be the best start. I mean, and and that's for anyone that's gone through. I, I wouldn't ever want to say something similar because I was just terrible, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's just crazy, man. Just, and that's where I go back to the what ifs. If Eddie yeah. never, if Chris never died. Um, you know, it's kind of like how you're talking about the tag team thing with Art Bar last week. You know, if that, if these things never happened in wrestling, where some wrestling would be, but then these are all chain of events. Like I said, if you didn't have Chris do what he did and Vince kept his storyline going on. I just wanted to know, like, how long that soap opera was going to go on for, like, it's been a year, Vince has been gone, and with social media and the internet, how good of a job could you really do to hide Vince McMahon? Yeah. Like, I mean, you have him in his mansion for, like, months on end, and then all of a sudden he's like, ha I'm back, you son of a bitch. Like, but he would have him in a strong, surprising way, because of the thing I think of when he did that is the one where he's with The Undertaker, and he's the I don't know what the the master of the <laughs> Undertaker's group. What were they called? The Ministry, Street of Darkness. And then he's like the leader of it. Yeah, that's horrible. Like it was. He really wanted that soap opera moment, man. So um, who was open in two thousand seven? Then I mean that would be the question to see. I mean it wasn't wasn't Bruce. Because if it was, people would be asking that question all the time on the show, but. I mean, whoever was writing in 2007, we should go and find and 
get them on the show and ask him what they're yeah, see where the storyline was going. Um, no, that can't be right, says Vince Russo. Jeez, no, Freddie Prince Jr. 2007, 2008. Um, so let me look up Freddie Prince Jr. here to see his years in wrestling. Because then, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like what Rob was saying. Um, he is a well-known person, but I did hear he didn't do too bad at writing. Like, he had I a very good grasp. He was a very big fan of it. Um, yeah. Let me see here. Coming on up. It yeah, we Easier. So maybe we got to go and get a hold of Freddie Prinze Jr. It's 2008 and 2009. Oh, so maybe not. So we're going to have to do some homework here. That'll go on my yeah. notes for next week. Yeah, I know was a writer during the Vince dying, uh, or the Mr. McMahon dying. Well, uh, you know it's not one big piece of shit. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. You, so. think it's, you think it's him? No. And that's, it doesn't sound dude, like well, it was a, a Russo idea. <laughs> that's I was what was I listening to last night? Oh, listening to something. I was listening to a show, it was an old podcast, and they were talking about MIA with GI Bro. And then um what was it? Oh, um Filthy Animals in WCW. And which one was worse? Which faction was it was obviously MIA. I mean, you're calling someone huge erection. I mean that not right there. But those were obviously dipshit's fucking uh, ideas, man. It was Vince Russo's crap. And I've you? always thought that he went in WCW, and other people think this, to sabotage it. Because, dude, those storylines were like the, the rip-off versions, the... I don't know, secondhand versions of all the Attitude Era storylines. Right, and the Attitude Era storylines that he fucking worked on were fucking great, for the most part. But I don't know if it was always all him. And he takes credit for it. He's like, oh, I made Stone Cold, and I made Rock, and Goldust, but then you jump over to WCW, and you come off with crap like that. I mean... Well, because you know what that sounds like? It sounds like fucking Vince McMahon. Telling if you if you think that that's the thing, it sounds like Vince McMahon's idea, because huge erection has Vince McMahon written all over it. Yeah, because of his humor. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're gonna be call this guy a giant boner on national television, and we're gonna be able to do it and laugh here in Connecticut. And when he and, walks, there'll be farting sounds. <laughs> yeah, you know that's his. But I don't know. Like so. You can always run with the the idea that why Vince Russo is writing for WCW. Vince is calling him every week to give him all the shitty ideas. Like, hey, these are the ones we trash. Try them on your crappy show, you know? I don't, I don't doubt I don't it. I, it's a plausible idea. Like, or, um, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense to me. I think it would, there's no reason why that couldn't happen. And there's no reason why. I mean, it's brilliant. Go and yeah. get your your head writer to I, it's a plausible idea like or um i mean it makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense to me i think it would there's no reason why that couldn't happen and there's no reason why i mean it's brilliant go and yeah. get your your head writer to go over to the other show do the shittiest stuff that you can think of 
and then the real NWO invasion. Like if I was owning a business like that, and I had someone like that, and I quote unquote fired them, and then let the you know have them go to the other team, and they're like, oh my god, we're getting their best writer, and then just shit the bed. And then go back to where you were before. Just no fucking problem. It's brilliant. If that's the case, then they're they're both fucking smart as fuck. Um, and they totally never admit to it though. That's a lawsuit. What's that? I said never admit to it though, because that's a lawsuit. Yeah. Yeah. What will the lawsuit be? Ah. Yeah, because, I mean, Time Warner pulled it all in the end anyway, so it wasn't like it went down because of Vince Russo. I mean, we all can want to say it did, and I get tired of that, too. Everybody always sits there and says, oh, WCW destroyed WCW. It wasn't going to go on anyway. Like, there was no option for it to ever go on. And there was Bischoff wanting to buy in all those guys, but, yeah, I mean, in all in all, I just like the whole story of it, that uh, the $2 million that went that uh, Vince won from WCW. He ended up using the two million to buy WCW. Always love that story. Yeah, but yeah. Vince yeah. Russo. I don't know. I got ten million things. Yeah, I know where you but, are with him. The world, the world knows. Hey man, I was that way with a couple of guys. Um, I wasn't so much that way with Jim Cornette, um, just because I always felt Jim Cornette was the manager version of Bret Hart just complaining about shit all the time. But then after listening to Corny over the last couple of years, man, I, I get his points of view and I respect it. And, man, he's one of my favorite guys to listen to. Um, Entertaining. We're talking about factions. I want to talk backstage factions. Back in the day, you had to click. Very, yeah. very influential on using that golden shovel and burying guys. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And like I said, we don't want to get into too much new stuff, but I see it happening again. With now, though, the Islanders. Oh. So, you got Nia Jax, you got Roman Reigns. I mean, there's a Yeah, I mean, it was supposed to be You know, and uh, right as they get big power in the company, the one Simone they didn't really like is gone. Yeah, kind of like the top star back in the day is gone, Bret Hart, because the click ousted him. He wasn't going to last. And the thing was, with the click back in the day, they were all strong personas. When it came to the Hart Foundation, Bret was the strong persona. Yeah. stood behind him. And if those guys were a little bit stronger on promos, I think those guys would have kept Bret around and lasted, and there would have been a bigger... Little war going on with the Click and the Heart Foundation, but um, I don't know. I mean, the Click I felt back in the day was very influential on spinning the narrative. Do you feel like anybody else from what we've learned from kids to now? You feel that anyone else in the back was spinning narratives back in the day, Barry? People? Uh, I, not that I can think of. I mean, I I heard Hogan was you know. That's not really a click, though. But I mean, like, that's you know, gonna be my ending topic for today. <laughs> what? What? Uh, when we get to it, my ending topic was gonna be the the destruction of Hulk Hogan because that's how oh, I feel. Oh. The last couple years have been going. 
And I yeah. find it really funny because my guy that got me into wrestling, got me hooked, was the Ultimate Warrior, and they do the destruction of Ultimate Warrior, and they do some bearing over the years to each other, back and forth. And now finding out all this new stuff and all these tapes and everything, and this American hero is becoming a fucking douchebag. <laughs> it's crazy. They're, they're not going to release him, man. But then you know what? You know where he lives in Florida. So you can only give him, like, you got to, like, give him the, the Florida thing. Uh, you know, anyone who lives in Florida is a little fucked up. Uh, well, in the words of Forrest Gump, that's a whole nother country. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Dude, I mean, you type in Florida man and then your birthday, or Florida woman and then your birthday, or any date of the year, you're going to get a great fucking story. It's, it's pretty amazing. And then, like, I have a, there's a Twitter account I follow called Florida Man, and every every day there's new, new stuff. I mean, Florida is, yeah, it's a wild fucking place, man, and, um, so Hogan lives in Florida, so I mean that's that could be gotten like a grading curve, like you got to give him the the little bit of a boost because he's living in Florida. But I don't know, man. It's it's been some some bad shit that's gone on, but the thing is, dude's always gonna fucking make money. Dude's always gonna put asses in seats. You fucking put Hulk Hogan on a marquee, people are gonna show up. You know, no matter what it is, he can go and call people whatever he wants. He can have a sex tape, and you put Hulk Hogan up, dude, you're going to have lines out the door. You're just waiting for a fucking ticket and a chance to see him and shake his hand. Dude, I would I would go, if there was a Hulk Hogan thing right now, uh, I would go. I would go. If there was something here, if he came to Austin, Minnesota... And there was there was a line. I would go up in line and I'd yeah. go up there and I would I would shake Hogan's hand and I would say, Fucking dude, you're you're a fucking cool guy. Uh, so I got, weird. I got to meet the guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I met him with Eric and the kids. Um let's see. Oh it was his sixtieth birthday. They did it here in Portland. It was at the Monday Night Raw. Okay. We went, yeah, okay, I remember that. that. On the floor, right next to his birthday cake, and they had it. It was it was a Kroger birthday cake. Okay, it wasn't anything special. Okay, it wasn't yeah. like yeah. what's Duff from his cupcake show or whatever the fuck that show is called makes his little ring or anything. It was my grandma could have made it ten times better. God rest her soul. It was terrible. Okay, but they had security around it, like it was. Someone important. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, story short, we got to meet the guy, and uh, yes, I'll put it this way: I'm one of your assholes that will come and stalk you because I love wrestling so fucking much. I will sit there and figure out where you are, and let's just put it that way: I figured out where the man was. And uh, there's a little thing that went on where my son took off and went running after him, and mouth of the south, Jimmy Hart was with him, and it literally looked like Hogan bent down and looked at Nolan and just fucking gave him an earful and Nolan came running back but with a smile he's like dad dad he told me to follow him come on come on so we get over and there's Hogan standing with Jimmy Hart and I come over to him and I've never been a Hulk Hogan fan you know never been a Hulk Hogan fan but oh fuck that guy is huge he is a big 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 man 
and uh, small than you know than it was because like it's back. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. But uh, I got to say something that was, you know, I told him that him and Warrior made me a fan, and, and I'm I'm sure he's got a million times. Like, oh, thanks, brother. And he actually shook my hand, and he was great, um, great with the kids. He signed a couple of our belts for us. And, uh, yeah, he's a great great guy personally. Like, you know, he didn't come off as an asshole in any way. Um, Jimmy, great guy, by the way. This is soft-spoken, so soft-spoken. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks. Like, very, very nice guy. Yeah, he but, um, uh, was at one of the shows, and yeah, and he was like, he's like, I was like, what, what'd you think? He's like, oh, great job, buddy. I'm like, oh, okay. But I, I, he said to everyone in the show, but. Uh, yeah, he's been doing it so long, I'm sure he's got his one line for everybody. Yeah, but dude was fucking nice. He was a fucking cool guy just to shoot the shit with for a few minutes. Um and I mean, he's got fucking great stories, dude. He was, he was there when fucking Kaufman was there in Memphis, dude. Like that's that's cool as shit. And um, I mean, like, yeah, I think I was was it on this show that I was saying like that's the one thing. I oh no, I did a different podcast the other night um, called man, I forgot the name of this podcast on on that <laughs> podcast, and now I'm forgetting the name of that podcast on this podcast um but it's called like you gotta do wrestler shit and just write your notes on your hand as you're going here and you're like oh this is where i am today i really should um <laughs> what up with it's all right. this is what my notes look like this week just one blank sheet of paper that's my fucking notes that's just all good you um, no, man. Um, what up with rob and chris is what it's called and uh wow. and i was saying like the one thing if I get back into wrestling, the one thing I have to do is I need to run in Memphis, and then I can be done. I don't need to do Japan. I don't. I can be okay with that. I can be okay not doing Japan. But Memphis is one thing that I want to do if I go back. Like yeah. I need to get down there, do one run in Memphis. I don't think I don't know if I'd be wrestling or not, but I'd be doing something. That's what I need to do. But now. I know that IWA Mid South lost its uh, venue. Venue. There's somewhere down there. I'm not sure where it is because some dude lit himself on fire. Oh fuck. He lit his fucking like dick on fire, and not like literally. It was like Joey Ryan like, getting fire. that desperate to do shows now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what happened with him? Where's where where is he now? Um. 
I heard a brief thing the other day. He's trying to make amends with things because I was going to look him up, Havoc up, and um, Villain, do what? Scroll. We'll see what they're all doing and how they're redeeming yeah. themselves. Yeah. All three of those guys are good characters in the ring. You know, it's like anything I'm going to say, and I'll have to pound it into the ground. I am looking at wrestling at a character standpoint. I could give two shits about the personal standpoint and what you do. I don't care what they eat outside the ring. I don't care how they work out outside the ring. I don't care who they fucking date outside the ring. What I care about is what goes on in the ring. And that's something we can jump back to is that uh, kind of what Rob was talking about is that there's too much of that shit caring about anymore. Like, we don't watch Tom and Jerry cartoons because we want to know what the people who draw the cartoons do outside of the cartoon. No one gives you Tom and Jerry do outside the cartoon. Exactly, dude. We don't care that if fucking Jerry goes and shoots up heroin after show, as long as he's not coming yeah. back on screen with a hypo in his fucking arm, we're good. Yeah, you can be fucking all whacked out, dude, and still fucking perform. Whistle again. And that's that's part of the problem with wrestling now, and it's not just inside wrestling. It's us assholes on the outside of wrestling. We're we're criticizing it, and I can say a year ago. I was probably one of those assholes because I didn't stop for a moment and look at something. And is that, like I said, we're overlooking the ratings on TV shows. Like I said, if they sit there and go, oh, this is TV MA, then yeah, yeah I better be beer drinking. I better see fucking, you know, chair shots to the head. I know that's concussion worthy, but they get paid millions of dollars. It's kind of like baseball and steroids. I don't care. Nor does anybody else. And if you do, you shouldn't be watching it. If you give two shits yeah. about what yeah. Bray Wyatt does outside of the ring, you shouldn't be. That's a different show for you. That is a completely different show for you. Yeah, and that's called yeah. drama outside the ring. I don't know what to call it. And that's gonna be fucking with. That's like society. They want you know everyone. They want to know everyone's personal story because it's like, who can we cancel? Who's it gonna be? How can we see behind the scenes to what? Let's check it out. Oh my god, you see what they did back in 2002? Do you yeah. see it? That's a problem see? with that I have. Peacock and doing that, that going back to 2002. Time. I don't see, you know, the Discovery Channel any going back in history and wiping out Hitler documentaries because they're offensive or anything like that. They're a part of history. Yeah. You know, yeah, Roddy Roddy Piper did the half black, half white thing. But at I'm not saying it's okay. It's just it wasn't okay then. But you could do it then with an understanding because I just feel then we were all more way mature to look at these topics and go, okay, we're in reality. This is a TV show. And if we're going to criticize wrestling as a TV show or anything like that, then we really need to get into any other TV show that's been out there that's killed someone like, fuck, I'm sure Melrose Place, 90210 back in the day should be canceled at this point because I did some awful shit on it. But we're not yeah. going to look at it that yeah. way because it's not continuing. It's anything that has continued over the years. It's like basketball. Because basketball, football are still going on these days, we're going to put the race card, the political cards in it and anything like that, and we're going to chop it apart, and we're not looking at the players in the game. We're looking at the personal guy themselves and what they do in the game and outside the game. And that's what we do with wrestling. Yeah. And that's why, do we, why, do we, why do we want to know that? Like, I, I, I kind of agree with Rob. Like, you know, the keep people 
away like uh who was it that um was it new day that was they were they were heels and then they started doing all this no all this fucking good shit no it wasn't the new day um and they eventually just had to turn them because they were doing all this good shit because it was someone and their wife um and I don't remember who it was. Well, there New Day is a good example, though, man, of teams or a group or a storyline that was given time because those guys did not get yeah. over. Any, those guys, no. they didn't get over with me. Didn't get, but they just kept doing it. They they stay, they stick to it. They didn't care what anyone thought, and then it got over. And if I call it a New Day remedy right now, because if you do that to any of the other storylines, I think there would be a better chance of them getting over. Give them that room. Give them that time. It might not look good for the first five minutes, but you got to give it time. It's like a cow being born. It looks gooey and nasty right as it comes out, but give it a little time. It'll get up on its legs and start walking by itself. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, you know, on that side, I totally agree with you where they're not giving enough time for these storylines to actually grow or actually appear. And, yeah. you know, chop that part down. Um, but then... You know, they'll chop down things that we like, and then they'll chop down things that we hate, and then they'll push things that we hate. I won't get into those. We already have quite a bit from the weekend, but... Uh, yeah, so, about steamboat, steamboat. No, uh, the other one, on my newer, yeah, is new, it's our, uh, our current day Ricky Dragon Steamboat, Damian Priest. Other people rave about this guy. I just see his knees buckling anytime and having a knee issue. He did it to Miz. Maybe he heard me and said, look, guy, I'm not doing it to you. Um, I'm going to do it to Miz. But uh, so the thing I wanted to end it on with Hogan, <laughs> this is such a fucking screwed up subject. Cool. He got a cul-de-sac and he got over for years. And I, there is no way in this day and age now can a wrestling superstar have a cul-de-sac? No. Um, How the fuck nah, did that get over with everyone? Because they fucking filmed around it as much as they could. That's, that's what Bruce was saying, that they filmed around as much as they could. But, I mean, you, you see him running the ropes and about to drop the big fucking leg, and you see the hair and the... the like, dude, he, he's, he had less hair than I did, or than I do right now. And it's, I don't know, it just didn't really matter there. There was a lot of people that were going bald back then. There's there's some that are in, uh, in like, AEW, too. But, that, I mean, it's okay. I mean, they're not cool sacks. But, I mean, there's people, about, uh, what, which is nice. The blade? Yeah. 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 I mean, they're, it's and it's, you know, it's normal. I mean, it's, it makes them kind of more of a badass. But Hogan, it was just, it was weird, man. It was but I was such See, a Hogan fan, I didn't care. I don't know if that's what turned me off from Hogan or not, because he just looked like the old dude. He always looked like the old dude to me. And when I watched wrestling for WrestleMania 6, Ultimate Warriors, a young-looking guy to me, he had full head of hair. You know, the wrestling, the face paint on, everything going. Yeah, yeah that's uh, one thing I, I just can never really wrap my mind. Like, Hogan's had great matches. Hogan has great promos. I'm not burying him into the ground like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. 
I'm not trying to lose any more fans of the show because of my Bret Hart comments last week, just because I hate one Canadian. Um, I shouldn't say hate. I just like the guy. Um, but yeah, Hogan, man. I mean, if you can get a guy over with a cul-de-sac, why can't we get over half these gimmicks we got going on today? And I think number one, before you even put people in the ring, before anything now, you got to work kind of ass backwards. We got to start with promos. Because yeah. it, you can yeah. wrestle these days, but the fan base, the fan base, half of them can't even fucking tell you if they, they're a great wrestler or not. So that doesn't even really matter anymore. But to every fan out there, whether old fans or new fans, a good promo gets you hooked. Dude, I'm not a great wrestler, but I can cut a pretty good fucking promo. And, like, it matters more because I, I know tons of people who are great fucking workers and can't cut a promo worth a shit. And no one really cares about why they should be watching this match. Um, it's It just it doesn't make a lot of sense. And, uh, I mean, promos are fucking... Promos, you need to do a promo. And plus, they let way too many people into wrestling. They need a much better filtering system. I'll yeah. be the filtering system if that's the case. But they're letting everyone and anyone into wrestling because it's like a, a safe space now. And they can let whoever in. They don't need to be tough. They don't need to be badass. They don't know how to talk. It's like, well, you can come in because, you know, everyone's everyone's welcome. And it's like, dude, this person's a little bitch. Like... Uh, I could kick their ass, and if, like, I could, I don't know, and, like, they're going to fucking cry about it and post on social media that so-and-so called them a dickwad, and they're like, oh, my God, they said dick, and they called me a dickwad. That's male aggression, microaggression <laughs> or something, and they're, they, that's harassment and shit like that, man. Like, and people can't take a fucking joke anymore. People no. can't take a joke in wrestling, and then they let everyone in. They need a better fucking filtering system. Someone be the filtering system who's not a little puss, puss, puss. I, I, I don't want to say pussy yeah, because... You know, he's in the whatever, back, but he's losing his mind. That's the what? problem. That what? The filtering system in the back is losing his mind on the WWE. That's, well, that's the main... Not in yeah. WWE, fucking all over pro wrestling, all over indie wrestling. Tony Khan and his uh, dude. I'm gonna say he's drinking a lot of coffee lately. I don't think it's crap. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that? That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just 
$1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun, and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Yeah. Have you seen the guy? Yeah. Fucking wide oh, eye. Oh, like, oh. hasn't looked like he's combed his hair. His, like, button-up shirts are all, like, open now. And he's, like, doing promos. Oh, so, oh. like, kind of like, you know, AEW is doing all the shit they said they would never do, but they're doing it now. Totally. Um, totally. And the thing is, let's be real. The next promotion that comes out and says, we're not going to do what the last promotion is going to do. You're just going to sink. Just admit to it. Yeah, we're going to fucking piggyback off this shit because that's what pro wrestling does. Yeah. You know, yeah. one one promotion piggybacks off another. But um, where were we going? See, I go down the rabbit hole too quickly. And then as fucking cold as that. Oh, yeah, Hogan's cold. Like, so. Is that where we're going? Or people not Yeah, no, that's, I just, and it was so bland, too. Just, just yellow and red. Like, we're in the 80s. Could we not have been more creative? And so this is what I'm talking about. You had a guy who was very bland with his colors, had a cul-de-sac, had, I mean, I'm a kid at the time, but he looked like an older guy compared to some of the other wrestlers, but he still got over. You didn't see WrestleMania 1 through 5. Oh, I've seen it. At that time, you had seen WrestleMania 1 through 5 and saw Hogan fucking destroy and fucking be top of the ship. Fucking coming out with a fucking flag, waving that shit. I'm a real American, dude. Like, man, dude, he was fucking huge then. Like, I, I understand exactly why you have so, picked Oreo, though. Do you think that's why he can't get over right now? Because this country's not patriotic right now. Like, I if they're if we're out, and then, like, we're, I don't want a war to break up, by the way. I know some assholes are like, this motherfucker wants war. No, the mm-hmm. thing is, right? Is it's guys like Kurt Angle, it's guys like the Patriot, it's anyone who's had that American thing. Like right now, I think if you put them on a show, they would be more of a heel. They'd be booed. They'd be booed in a second. They'd right? be like, "Oh, MAGA, but, MAGA." Yeah, and yeah, and but if I, you know, like I said, I don't want a war. But if a war breaks out and troops go in, and we're fighting for a country, to protect our troops. These guys become faces. Because now they come out with the American flag, we're at war, support our country, because if you don't, you're a fucking terrorist or an asshole, and you shouldn't be here, or whatever people want to say. But uh, these guys become heroes again. And it's so weird. It's like the weather. But you have to have a negative to make it happen. Yeah. So, you know, we had a couple wars. You had the Gulf War back in the day and all that good stuff. And Hogan was over. Now you have... These movements, these political groups, and this cancel culture. And, uh, yeah, I just feel like what used to be is now going to be not even part of wrestling history. I feel like if we give it another five years, Hogan will be slowly erased from wrestling history, kind of like they're trying to erase regular history from our real history in our lives. Yeah. I just feel like that's happening. It's kind of weird. I mean, yeah, they're going to be like, Hogan once said something, dude, like, we can't have this guy, we can't have any part of him, like, and they'll be okay with it, they'll be with the okay, like, they'll be able to, in five years, 
Take every shit you have on the internet. Like, find everything that has to do with Hulk Hogan. Put it all up, one little ball, and click delete. And there'll be fucking no mention of Hogan anymore. Be, there'll be yeah, shit like button, that in five years. The button says Benoit on it. You've been Benoit. Done. Yeah, they'll fucking delete that shit, man. They'll find anywhere else online and fucking delete it. There's a lot of shit that's going to be deleted. A lot of shit that's going to be deleted. A lot of shit that's going to be canceled. And it's... Do you think it's going to come back after they part ways with Peacock? I mean, that's going to happen at some point. And say if they go back to just their regular WWE network interface and all that stuff, do you think they would put that stuff back on or do you think they would keep it off? No. That would be a way to get people to cut them back. So they put it back on right away and they'd advertise it. That's money. That's extra money coming in. WWE Network back with unedited content. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking killer. I'd be like, yeah, I'm signing up. $9.99 a month. Look it up. Yeah. No, like, man. I, it's, it was awesome that we got it. Then I feel like it was taken away too soon. What? I feel like the WWE Network was only here for a moment and was taken away too soon. Yeah. I love that yeah. damn thing. I mean, I know it's still the same thing on Peacock, but it's, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it feels yeah. weird. But wouldn't you want to get the unedited and get to see Mae Young's tits again? Oh, mashed potatoes in a sock. The mashed potatoes in a sock, man. There's that part, again. right? So are they going to do the hand? Are they going to edit out the hand? The hand got canceled? I don't know. I mean, Man. sooner or later, you're, it's going to come down to, like, just one show. You're going to be able to watch a snippet of wrestling because everything's going to become offensive. And there'll be, and, viol- there'll be violence and shit, pro wrestling violence. And be like, oh, we have violence on there. Delete. That's why I fear. I feel like ECW will be totally canceled off of WWE Network oh, yeah. in here. I, I mean, totally agree. Got guys like New Jack on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then he'll be able to stay on because he's black. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, I don't know. That'd be some sort of weird shit like that. It's It's, it's weird. I don't know what to do, man. I I really don't know what to do. I feel like shit's just getting weirder. Set a standstill. What? Set a standstill. Because we're moving back into crowds in the next few months here. So, like, Raw, AW announced they're going back to live shows. Yeah. You had yeah. the crowds. So this is going to make or break it because kind of like we all say in the business, it's easy to attract the fans, but once they leave, you're not getting them back. Yeah. It's not like any other thing you watch out there. You can watch a soap opera. You can watch your your Seinfeld episodes and everything like that. They're, they're all seasonal. Wrestling fans are very, very devoted. We're, we're all year round. Way more than that with all the content these days. Yeah. And it's just, it just, it is very hard to get back into right now because everyone's got different storylines and the ones we do like, they cannot hear us right now go, yay. And they they think what they're doing is great. When those crowds come back, I hope, I hope, and not have these stupid assholes do the opposite and boo the shit that needs to be booed. And let them know, like, hey, this is craft. We've been patient. We've stuck with you guys. We're sitting at home for a year and a half. Now we're going to yeah. let you know this sucks. Bring back Brock Lesnar. And, um, yeah, it's 
it makes me pissed off because I'm such a diehard fan. I know I'll never leave it, but it's so yeah. fucking hard yeah. to watch it right now. Dude, I can't blame it on Pandemic. It's the writers, like you said. Go back and watch old shit. There's plenty to watch, man. If you don't like what's going on oh, yeah. WWE, there's so much other shit. There's plenty of independence. You can go back for fucking 100 years, and you'll be able to find shit. I mean, you that's a lot of fucking... A lot of time right there, man. Or is it? Because if you think about it, 10 hours a week wrestling content now, before Nitro even started up, and if you didn't watch WCW too much and it was just the main brand on the thing, Raw was, what, an hour, two hours? There's no extra shows, but eight hours, 10 hours a month. (laughs) Now we got 10 hours a week. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. We're drenched in it, and it's, it's... I think that's part. The shows have got to cut down at least by thirty percent. Not so much. At least cut the pay per views down. Yeah, I mean they're fucking. It's like, oh, it's pay per view. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. There, there is a pay per view today. I thought it was Roman versus Owens this Sunday, and it was Roman versus Cesaro. I think I messaged you. I'm like, yeah, I think it's Owens versus Roman. And then, yeah, I was disappointed because I'm an I'm an Owens guy, but uh. That was a great match, by the way. I liked it. That wasn't bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man. Once again, this show has been pretty much about guys that, as time goes on, what were such great superstars are not that great. I mean, and then you have those people who just won't admit to it. And I think hopefully we'll run across one of those in the next couple of weeks from one of those sites. Yeah, we'll, you know? yeah, we'll go on there, man. Steamboat, Lex Luger, and like I said, now you have this dying Hulk Hogan era. I mean, it's been around. It's had, it's dude, this had legs for decades, and now yeah, I, mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, you have those guys who paint their houses in Hulk Hogan merchandise. I'd love to get one of those guys on and talk to them about the actual facts of things that of what Hulk Hogan has said out loud on tapes. And did that ever change their feelings towards Hulk Hogan? I'd love to get a guy on like that. Are you talking about outside of wrestling? What he said outside of wrestling? Yeah. What he said in wrestling? Yeah. No, what he said outside of wrestling. So, you know, you got, just to give you an example, I know a guy who is a big Hulk Hogan fan. I mean, you look at, he's got one of those, like, man caves. This is the extra bedroom, but it's filled full of Hulk Hogan stuff. Like, sits in it, watches pay-per-views. He's got a Hulk, like a three or four foot Hulk Hogan figure. It's, it's crazy. Um, he's actually got one of his shirts from a pay per view that he like ripped off and threw in the crowd. He's got a frame. It's really cool. Whoa. But you, you devote your life, kind of like we have for pro wrestling. You know, like around me, I, I'm in the Threadhead custom clothing factory right now behind me. So. I've devoted my life for 30 years. I've made a, a side business on this, doing custom clothing for action figures that they do and all that good stuff. And I've done it that way. Some people have devoted their lives of just being a mark for one guy and plastering all over their house if you know their wives let them or their moms let them, whatever. Um, you know, you, you have all that around you, and then all of a sudden you, you hear that the guy has said the N-word. He, he could be a racist. 
and you have all that around you, at that moment, do you feel like now you're supporting a racist or are you supporting the character Hulk Hogan himself in wrestling? And I'm not saying Hulk Hogan is a racist, but this is how people are going to take his comments that he did a few years ago. What Did that change anything for a Hulk Hogan fan? Um, you know what? It didn't for me. But I'm not like all Hulk Hogan. Yeah, see, nor am I. So for me, it was just kind of like, ah, he, he said something fucking stupid, you know? But we know it's all like, that isn't stupid. That is wasted. I mean, I get it. I get it. It has caused a lot of problems by saying that word. But I'm looking at the standpoint, I don't know the guy. I don't know the guy he said it to. It's not my business. Yeah. What I do with Hulk Hogan is watch him on TV. But then you can get grief like, oh, so you, you go to the guy's house. Here's another example. You go to the guy's house. You just find out Hulk Hogan said this. You walk into your buddy's house. it got Hulk Hogan stuff everywhere. Well, that question's going to rise like, hey, man, did you hear what Hulk Hogan said? And what kind of conversation starts there for that guy? You know, like, uh, and like I said, Hulk Hogan's just a topic for me this week of a guy who is slowly, slowly fading out in wrestling. Totally looks like he denies it, by the way, when he's talked to about it. He's just like, oh, yeah, brother. Like, you know, just oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as a fan, I want to know, like, how that affected a fan. Like, when you found out about Hulk Hogan saying those remarks and you doused in your house in Hulk Hogan gear, you wear Hulk Hogan gear every day, maybe you shaved a cul-de-sac in your head to look like Hulk Hogan. But how did you feel when those things were said? And that it's an actual fact. I mean, it's recorded. It's not some mumbo-jumbo that someone said, but, yeah, I mean... You know what? Would you ever burn any of the shit that you have? Um, like, I saw people do it with the NFL. When the NFL was doing it after something, was it was it after the fucking Kaepernick shit or something? Or yeah, some about the Nike like, shoes. Yeah, I'm going to go and burn my fucking NFL jersey, like, douse it and fucking lighter fluid. It's like, dude, like, you're making it way more of a, like, thing like when uh like when you break up with someone and you go and you burn their shit like that's way more like uh huge like that's like you're giving that other person so much more power like as opposed to just taking it and throwing it in the garbage or like taking it to goodwill like i can't tell you how many fucking adrian peterson jerseys i've seen up here in minnesota Oh. Holy shit. Every every store. I don't know. Almost every store. Has an Adrian Peterson. Yeah, almost always. Any Goodwill or Salvation Army, 90% of the time has an Adrian Peterson jersey in it. Sometimes up to like four. You probably find the whole roster. It's not like they had great players anyway. No, they, so. and then the Brett Favre ones. <laughs> Brett, Brett Favre and Adrian Peterson. Oh. I can find those anywhere. Brett Favre, oh, that's that's a whole new sports podcast yeah. to go down yeah. right there. The guy Brett who hung Favre, on too he'll long. Always, he'll, always, he'll always be cool in my book because there's something about Mary. Other than yeah. that, I, I could give a less of a fuck about the guy. I don't know him personally, but he was in that movie, and that movie was fucking cool. Yeah, so. I, haven't, I haven't seen that movie for a while. But, but yeah, no... Uh, It'll be interesting to find some people to bring on this show. Just you know, to banner back and forth about about some of the things we're against. Um, I, I could give two shits about someone coming on for Bret Hart. By the way, don't even try. 
don't waste my time. Um, I'll just put it at this. You're not going to change my mind on Bret Hart just because he still sits there to this day and just bitches and blames everybody still. Like, yeah. man, it, it's it's a two-way street. You've done stupid shit. I've done stupid shit. Bret Hart's done stupid shit, but according to him, no, he hasn't. So, um, but yeah, I'm going to be doing some homework this week for sure on a couple of things. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll hit up someone for the uh, who likes. I'll go into the Luger fan group and I'll go into the Ricky Steamboat fan group. And I'm going to find, I'm going to put out a post and be like, hey, we got a podcast here. We want someone who is a big uh, fan of them. I, I think, I don't, I don't even know if we should specify it to someone who thinks that uh, Steamboat's best match wasn't with uh, Flair or Savage. I think we need to find a Steamboat fan. And then, yeah, because I want promos too. I want, I want someone to be like, this was his best promo. This was his best match. You know, this was his best year. This was his best title run. Um, yeah. Anything like that. I, I want to know because, yeah, I'll admit, I haven't watched all of it only because there's, I've seen a, a few things that just hasn't caught my attention where I'm just like, all right, I'll move on to another guy. Yeah. You know, and yeah. at this point in my life, I'm trying to learn everything there is, you know, and that includes wrestling. And like I said, I'm open. I'm open, and if there's something out there that we are missing, that like, oh, dude, you haven't seen this about Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and we see it, and we're like, oh, well, shit, hey, there's something. You know, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We're not going to be like, oh, yeah, that's cool, and come on a show and be like, no, we still haven't seen anything, no, like that, you know? Like, we're down, yeah. but it's getting to that point where we're just, I mean, Rob with us, he's a WCW guy. No. Yeah. You know? WCW guys can go Dusty. They can go Flair. I mean, Horseman. Anything like that. But you never hear them just go, oh, yeah, Steamboat and this promo was fucking great. You know, you hear Rowdy Roddy Piper and WWE on Piper's Pit. Fuck, even Brother Love could cut a better promo. Yeah. It, it, was, it was great at it. He, he fucking got all kinds of heat. See, that's what, man, I don't know. It, it's just so hard to watch a guy be awesome in the ring. Get out the ring and be like, that's right, so-and-so, I just kicked your butt. And next week, you're going to see me kick your butt again. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, you just kicked ass in the ring. You fucking come out talking like that. You're not real. You're not believable. Yeah. Like, and you obviously just fucking skipped over some lines because you go, yeah. Like, you just missed part of what you were supposed to say. And, yeah, so with that, man, if you got a cold sack, couple colors, and you can get over 40 years ago, 30 years ago, why can't you do it today? I got one foot was getting over at one point. Cool so, heels, man. Yeah, and that's the problem. There are no heels. There are no faces. There's no more heroes. There's no more villains. It's everyday Joes with some dramatic drama going on behind them. And if you got that shit going on, don't bring it into the ring. I don't care. I, I don't want to see it. I just don't anymore. Like, I don't. I'll say it. Sasha Banks fucking irritates me outside of the fucking ring. Like, just. Yeah. She is the good example of that social media being used the wrong way in wrestling. I thought New Day was using it the right way in wrestling. 
I think she's using it the wrong way. And that's half and half. And I think that's where Vince comes down cracking the whip on that. And so, yeah, I agree. Take it away. Because if you take those things away, I think we can gain back of what we used to have. That mystery. You know? Hulk Hogan wouldn't have gotten over back in the day if we had social media. No way. No way. No fucking yeah. way. Yeah. Ultimate War would have been king shit. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, dude, it's... I mean, what would you say on Twitter? Would he be like uh, Iron Sheik on Twitter? Yeah, because he's drama. He's crazy. And people attract to that. He would have been a yeah. way bigger star than he was then. Hulk Hogan, bland, like, oh, yeah, brother. I mean, his promos are very generic, you know, but they're still great promos. He found that niche. Yeah. Yep. But I think social media is around then. There would have been no Hulk Hogan. I don't think it was going to happen. Even The Undertaker. I don't think we would have had an Undertaker. If we had social media back then, yeah. But, oh yeah. yeah, there's some guy named Mark Calloway. He's gonna be some guy Undertaker, like a dead guy. We were all like, <laughs> he would have came out and we're like, oh, that's him. What did he do? Right? Yeah, we didn't hear him yeah. comes out unannounced. And we're like, oh shit, what is that? It's Kane, the Undertaker. Shit. Actually, fact, by the way, he was originally yeah. named Kane. Yeah, they wanted that. So, shit. well. Well, you know what? Once again, Ricky Steamboat is still not over with us. And when Ricky Steamboat is over with us, maybe that's the the end of the show. Yeah. But, yeah, until until then, we're going to be the guys that says the WrestleMania 3 match with Savage and Steamboat was okay. It's not Mm -hmm. the greatest match ever. Get over yourselves. Come yeah. at us. And, uh, yeah, so do some homework this week, and uh, I- I'm going to destroy myself because I'm going to watch Raw, AW, SmackDown. I already went through the pain of the pay-per-view, so I already did that one. And try to get through these shows this week so I can come back and say something positive next week about this stuff. I don't want to come on every week going, oh, what did I watch this week? I take better shits and stuff on TV. I just don't want to do that. So, hopefully things start changing. These live shows bring back everybody and have a good time. Because that's what wrestling shows are all about, too. Is taking your kids, having that fucking smell of the popcorn. Overpriced $9 soda with more ice in it than ever. Um... And watching your dad drink $20 beers. Yeah. So that yeah. really needs to come back. Drop the fucking prices, by the way, if anyone got that message. And, uh, yeah, we all need to get back to anything like that, whether that's a movie theater, whether that's wrestling. Let's take these fucking masks off. Let's all make sure we get our shots, take care of each other, especially when we're around each other at wrestling shows, guys, especially for these little ones. And uh, be a better, better role model in front of these guys when we're going back to these shows. You know, we don't want to sit there and turn these guys into riding little shits. Um, been to a show like that where chairs are being thrown, all kinds of craziness. Um, you guys got to be better role models out there, especially for a show that's PG. This guy's got to be better than this. You know, it's different when these wrestling stars are being dipshits, but we're all real. We're all fans. We've all helped build this business because I don't give a shit what any of these wrestlers say. Without having fans, you don't get a show. And if you don't have us around, this shit will not continue. So be better with these guys, especially the little ones coming in. Don't sit there and go, fuck this fag. 
Fuck this bitch. Just knock it off. It's your own opinion. Keep it to yourself or bitch on the internet with your friends. Don't do it at a live show because we're driving the little ones away and we're not getting new fans and that's showing in the ratings. Yeah, don't fuck so, with the kids, yo. Yeah, man, that's one of my favorite things. Me and Rusty, used to, we just, before we even got on today and we'll, we'll kind of leave it at this, is that, uh, yeah, we went to show my oldest daughter who's now about to be 16. Um, some of the best shows I've ever gone to is taking kids and watching their faces watch the stuff that we watched. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, me and him will sit here and Rob will bash it into the ground because we're allowed to because we've watched it for so long. But don't do it for the kids. And, you know, we've all got our damn opinions. We don't like Steamboat. We don't like Luger. I barely hang on to Hogan. But don't do that right out the door for these kids. Let them make their own opinions. Let them like who they want to like. Don't cram the shit down their throat because you like the guy. My son doesn't like Shawn Michaels because I like Shawn Michaels. He likes fucking John Cena. You know what? Power to him. He's a great role model. Great guy. I've met the guy. Awesome dude. But this shit needs to stop. And, man, we got to be better. And uh, that's for everything. And uh, we got to be better fans and not sit there and go, it's all shit. And I know I did that on this show, but for fuck's sake, you had zombies around the goddamn ring this week. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But like I said, the Cesaro Roman Reign match, it was pretty good. So. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, that's so, all yeah. I got a bitch about this week. Everyone, <laughs> be Everyone be better. We'll still bitch. But, yeah. you know, the show's all about. life's about some bitching. But if you're better, then you're better. Just be a better person. You know, be a, if you get better wrestling shows, that's okay. But be a better person. Don't be a dick. I mean, you can be a dick, but be a cool dick. Yeah, it takes no effort, actually. Every day. Yeah. Just be a better Yeah. 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 And, and you know, one more thing. This has nothing to do with it. But go and call up a person or call up a restaurant after you go to a restaurant and tell about how good your server was and leave a, let them know about it. Let the manager know about it and just do that. Do that sometime instead of complaining. Anytime you think about complaining about that, go and call. Uh, you, you can complain at one restaurant. But the next restaurant you go to, go and say how good your fucking server was. I don't know, man. We we both worked in restaurants and bars and and stuff like you know. People you love get, Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you, you get plenty of shit. But um, no, it's true, man. Um, and you saying that reminds me, I am actually gonna do that as soon as I get off of here for a lady at Joanne Fabrics who went well above the duty of what she needs to do at Joanne Fabrics for our business, man. She found yeah. that yeah. I was looking for? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's start complimenting. Let's start sending good vibes everywhere because when you send something like that, a shitty comment to a workplace, and then that gets back to the worker, they could be having a good morning, have that happen, and now they're feeling negative, then their customers will feel the negativity, and it's just a shitty fucking hurricane, man. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, we we ended it on a positive note. Jeez. Yeah, we did. That'll so, be the one time we do that because next week I'll make sure I ended on the shittiest fucking note possible. <laughs> and hopefully Rob will be back with us next week. Um, yeah, it will us three going the miles. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, with that, everyone, thank you uh, for those folks out there who are listening who will be tuning in. There will be more. We will not stop. This is only the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll see you on the flip. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 32 32 32 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 32 32 32 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 32 32 32 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 32 32 32 now text grade to 32 32 32 